Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You are listening to Believe in the Blacklist on the Believe Podcast Network. Welcome back in to Believe in the Blacklist, a part of the Believe Podcast Network. I am your host, Stacey Blackwood, and today's episode is going to be a little bit different. We're going to break down two different episodes instead of just one. We're trying to get through these as quickly as possible without leaving out too much important information because most of our listeners are longtime viewers of the Blacklist. So like I mentioned, two episodes today. Uh, the first episode we'll do is obviously episode two of season one, The Freelancer, and then a little bit later we'll talk a little bit about Wu Jing. So first, The Freelancer. The episode starts out with Red and Liz being questioned about their relationship via a lie detector test. And Wrestler, you know, interesting enough, points out that Red is lying when Red says no to the question about having contact with Elizabeth before then. So that's an interesting little nugget that the show threw in there, you know, a little three-second clip to to just kind of get everybody scratching their head. So also in this time, Cooper is discussing with the leaders of the Criminal Division of Maine Justice about Red's immunity agreement. And, you know, they're, they're leaving no bones about it that they do not want to give him immunity. And I don't blame him. I mean, he's been one of the most wanted fugitive for 20 years. So that's all going on. Red is telling them about an accident that's going to occur at the Decatur Industrial Park. Uh, so, of course, the, the task force sends wrestler out there to, uh, to investigate that and see what happening, happens. And, of course, the train derailment happens and, and many people die. And Red believes that it is the work of someone called the Freelancer who assassinates his targets through you know, accidents and, and, and those types of things. So then... Red says he needs to meet with one of his assets uh, to kind of get an ID of the next target of the freelancer. So Red and Liz head to Montreal to make contact with Red's, Red's associate to get the next victim. Well, while they're sitting there at the table, actually before they even get at, while, while they're sitting at the table, Red, Red throws in these couple quotes that are just fantastic and that things that make, you know, all the theory buffs like me and all the great listeners and viewers of the blacklist, uh, you know, they start scratching their head and start, uh, you know, writing stuff down and taking notes. But he, he says, if anyone asks, you are my girlfriend from Ann Arbor. And Liz is like, no, no, I'm not. <laughs> and so Red very quickly says, fine, you can be my daughter. And Liz just kind of looks at him very strangely. So a couple little uh, nuggets there, again, that the writers threw in. And uh, so that that's interesting. That early in the show, just the second episode in, I don't know, 10 minutes into the episode. So Liz... Liz then, uh, you know, Red wants Liz to give to give uh, his profile. And so Liz gives his profile how he's a loner. Um, he doesn't want to get close to anyone because it makes him vulnerable. And that's what that's why he's so torn about Elizabeth because he needs her. 
and he hates that about himself. And you can tell that that, that profile is spot on just from Reddington's reaction, his facial expressions, while Liz is profiling him. So, then, then, Red gives another line when Liz asks, you know, why am I so important to you? And Red says, what if I were to tell you that all the things you've come to know about your life are a lie? And then he ends there. And Liz is like, she has the look on her face like, what are you talking about? I need to know more. But she doesn't really ask anything. And then Red kind of catches on that he's being watched by, you know, probably the FBI, the Montreal police, or, you know, something like that. And so he creates a diversion, escapes out the back, and pulls the fire alarm. So <laughs> then wrestlers all been out of shape. He's pissed at Liz because he thinks that, that Liz has let Red go. But Red's waiting on them inside the van, takes his hat off, shows wrestler the picture of Floriana Campo, which is the next target of the freelancer. So they get the job done while they're there in Montreal. Now, Liz and wrestler go and pay Floriana a visit to, to tell her what's going on, that you know somebody's trying to assassinate her, that she needs to take precautions, but there's an event going on, a fundraising event, and she does not want to cancel so she just decides to move the event and, you know, kind of bring on more, more security plus the FBI. So the reason why the freelancer is, is in this and, and the reason why this is so important to, uh, to Red is that uh, her husband was murdered by the Everhart cartel because they run a foundation that, uh, you know, fights against human, human trafficking and sex trafficking. Now, obviously, the task force is struggling to identify the freelancer, you know, looking through all the documents of, of the people that are invited to the fundraiser and, and things like that. And Red's like, look, I want to help you guys, but until you, you know, meet the terms of my agreement, you know, I can't really do anything else to help you. So Maine Justice approves the immunity agreement, you know, obviously with some hesitation, but they really need to catch the freelancer. So they agreed to the immunity, immunity agreement. And now Liz and Red and Wrestler and all of them are going to go to Floriana's uh, fundraiser to try to catch the freelancer. And this is when we're first introduced to Dembe and Luli. So uh, Dembe is obviously still a big part of the show. Luli is no longer with the show. And we'll talk more about that as those episodes grow closer. But that's when we first meet those two characters. Now Red points out, that, Red points out the freelancer while they're at the party or at the fundraiser, and then the foot chase ensues, and of course, Wrestler uh, is trying to, trying to chase after him. It seems like every episode he's he's in a dog fight with somebody, or he's jumping off a bridge like he was in the pilot episode. Uh, so he's he's now in this foot foot chase with the freelancer. Uh, Liz catches him running out the the back of a building, hits him with a car, breaks his leg. So now they've got him. They're interrogating him, and he tells them that. Reddington is the one who hired him to take out Floriana Campo. So obviously now they are all very confused. <laughs> so Liz is heading back to the uh, Floriana Campo's uh, hotel room. And, and Red is, always, is already there waiting on Floriana. And he's confronting her that she is actually the person behind the Everhart cartel. And she is the one who had her husband murdered. Uh, and is actually the one that is controlling the human human and sex trafficking cartel. So all this happens. Uh, 
Red makes Floriana confess to Liz the truth that in and she she's confessing while a pin is in her neck and for air because she has been poisoned by the freelancer. And so and Red delivers another great line, you know, what is it with you and pins and hotel rooms and or what is it with you and hotel rooms and pins and people's necks? So another clever, witty line from from Reddington there. And you know, after the event and all this happens, of course the the newspaper reads that, you know, uh, Floriana Campo was a fraud, you know, a humanitarian exposed as, as a fraud. So, you know, the bad guy is, you know, two bad guys are taken down in this episode, both the freelancer and the leader of the Everhart cartel, Floriana Campo. Then Liz and Red have kind of an awkward meeting, what looks to be like a peer of some sort. And Red is just asking her about what she is going to do about Tom. And, and you can tell that Liz is very confused on what she needs to do about Tom. And obviously she, she trusts Tom before all of this happened, before Reddington turned himself in and before she found the box, the box under the, the floor with all the passports and the money and the pistol. So she's struggling with, with the fact whether or not she can trust her husband. So she pulls the thumb drive out of the pants pocket that he was wearing the night that the attack happened, and she watches this video, and it's a video that Tom had to make for the adoption agency, you know, just kind of telling a little bit about Liz and why he loves her, you know, why and why she would make such a great mother. So now you, you can see that Liz is really being torn between what she's being told by Reddington and what she, you know, she so far knows about Tom herself just from their relationship. So, that's how the uh, episode two ends there, the freelancer, number 145 on the blacklist. And then we move on to episode three, Wu Jing. He was number 84 on the blacklist. This was a really fun episode because it was kind of different from the first two episodes. You really see Red and Liz together for the majority of the episode, kind of undercover. And what it is, is, is Wu Jing is a high-profile Chinese criminal and he has asked Red to help decrypt a message uh, from the CIA. So Red appoints Liz to go undercover as a decryptor. Uh, they, they have to go underground to Wu Jing's place, which happens to be inside of a, a radio station. This is the episode where we first meet Aram, one of the fan favorites of this show, Agent Aram Most Dubai. So a really good introduction to Aram there as he's kind of the tech person there on site as Liz and Red go undercover to Wu Jing. So they help Wu Jing crack this code while they're underground using all this fancy technological stuff that I do not understand whatsoever. And uh, so they, they, they eventually, uh, through the decryption machine or decryption device that, that Agent Malik has given uh, Agent Keen, uh, they have they have deciphered the message and they, they find out who the next target is, and so now it's a race between the FBI and Wu Jing's people to get to the target Henry Cho. So, but also now <laughs> they're all underground. Remember, and then all of a sudden this uh, uh, this uh, the alarm system starts going off, and uh, Wu Jing says that hey, we were alerted that the FBI was notified from a computer down here and it turns out that the uh the little chip that liz plugged into the other 
a Chinese guy's computer uh, sent a signal to the FBI. So, of course, Wu Jing blames him, and he beats up on him for a minute, and then Red just shoots him when Red realizes that the guy is going to say, no, that wasn't me, it was, it was Red and this lady. So that that's taken care of. Wu Jing never finds out that, that uh, Liz and Red are responsible for the FBI being contacted. Uh, so Wu Jing, uh, you know, helps Red and Liz escape from the underground radio station. Uh, Liz has a little slot of hand there where she uh, sticks the little patch that that uh, Mira Malik gave her for tracking purposes and sticks it on on uh, Wu Jing's uh, ride so the FBI can catch up with him and he gets caught. And then that's where uh, you know that's really the gist of that episode. And I ran through that one super quick because I wanted to get to the end of this episode because the end of this episode is so important. And and also I, I want to backtrack just a little bit. I left out a very important part on accident. I just read right over it through my notes. But this is the episode where we're introduced to with the the man with the apple. And there's these cameras that are being installed in Tom and Liz's home. So that's when we're first introduced to that. But now, you know, fast forward to the end of the episode. Uh, you know, they, they catch the, they, they, Liz does the deciphering. Uh, they, they save Henry Cho from uh, Wu Jing's men. They catch Wu Jing. And now Liz is like, you know what? I've held up my end of the deal. I need some answers. And she just says, you know, why me? Why did you choose me? And, and Red looks at her almost, you know, kind of hurt. And he says, because of your father. And Liz is like, did you know him? Did y'all somehow meet? And, you know, Red is very, you can tell he's kind of taken back at this question. Not because of the question, but maybe because of a memory that he's thinking about uh, of Liz's father or something like that. Because he's like, you know, I, I wish the, the question were as simple as the, or I wish the answer was as simple as the question seemed. And and he's like, but the question isn't that simple either. So we're really throwing a curveball here, you know, because a lot of people believe at this part of the show that Red is Liz's father. And then he says that the reason that she is so important is because of her father. So just another breadcrumb that the writers drop in this show, and it's a very important part because Liz is so frustrated that Red is not giving her a straight answer. And and then Red kind of gives another little quick quote where he says, I share in your frustration. Why is he frustrated? Why can't he just tell her? That's that that is something that, you know, we're kind of still trying to figure out. You know, here we are halfway through eight seasons of this show and, you know, we're kind of still asking the same questions we were all the way back the first couple episodes of this series. So really interesting points there. Uh, really interesting conversations between Red and Liz. Uh, you know, I'm not sure the relationship. I've had my theories episode already. I've told what I think. I'm not going to do that here because I don't want to spoil anything for people that are kind of new, uh, you know, viewers of the blacklist. We may have a couple of those. But uh, who is Red? That 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 really is the question. That's the that's the million dollar question in regards to the blacklist. So Elizabeth is frustrated. She goes home. Her friend Ellie and all her other friends have thrown a party, and you know Tom's healing up. They wanted to be there for Tom and for Liz. So there's a party there, and Liz is kind of feels out of place. You can tell. 
and she, you know she's just kind of standing there as the episode ends and is just kind of you know she looks like she feels alone in that moment and you know i want to go back I, I i rushed over this episode but i want to go back and touch on one more key point about this episode at the very beginning of the episode liz gets uh, a, the ballistics from the handgun that was found in the box under the floor turns it in you know to get it traced if it's it's if it's linked to any crimes that have been previously committed in the database well it comes back that the that uh, all that information is classified so liz doesn't get any information wrestler and cooper find out that she is trying she you know she's trying to get the ballistic report from that handgun so they're obviously have questions about Liz and, you know, who she is and, you know, if she has any ties to Reddington, you know, is her husband uh, somebody else other than just a fourth grade teacher? So a lot of questions are being raised in these episodes. And then at the end, Wu Jing's payment to Red was just was in an envelope. And at the end of the episode, Red opens the envelope and it says 042983. At this point in time, we have no idea what that number mean, means. Is it a code? Uh, is it a date? What exactly are those numbers? So great questions there at the end of the third episode here in Season 1. All right, guys, I'm going to head out now. But before I do, make sure you are subscribed to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a five-star written review. We would greatly appreciate that. If you don't listen to us on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, Amazon Music, Stitcher. You can find us on all the major podcast platforms. And then make sure you head over to Twitter and follow us at Believe Blacklist. That's B-L-E-A-V Blacklist on Twitter. And we would greatly appreciate all the interaction there and the follows. This has been a blast. I can't wait to do another one. Y'all stay safe, be good, and we'll talk again soon. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube